Hey everybody, welcome to our newest installment of Time for Fellowship, a little mini-series mini called Matt Travels. When I'm out and about doing cool stuff or going to cool events, we're going to try to grab some cool people to get on the microphones. And with that, since there's no Andrew to banter with, here's the opening. Loosen up your ties and roll up your sleeves. It's time for Fellowship with Matt and Andrew. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the Grand Lodge of Wisconsin or any other Grand Lodge or any appended body. So today I am at the Northwest Masonic Center for the James Hayes Crawfish Boil, which we're all very excited about. Good old crawfish. And since I was here and I knew we had two people from around the state coming down, I decided to grab the current Worshipful Master of Watoma Lodge, Adam Rigdon, as a guest, and Corey Nowak, whose home lodge is Rhinelander, and he is currently the DR and DMR for District 3. Thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks, Rap. So this is uh this is gonna be kind of one of these fun things that's gonna randomly pop up on the podcast when I'm out and about. So let's start with the usual. We'll start with Adam. What got you into Masonry? Why are you here? Uh, you know, what got me into Masonry was a couple of Masons uh coming to my Dairy Queen every year for donations for the car show. We run a Watoma Father's Day car show and Every year they come and we talk and sit down and do some masonry conversations. And, and finally, one year I asked, well, how do I become a mason? And, you know, then I became a mason a couple of years later. There were some issues between time frame and commitment wise. So I didn't want to jump in and do it if it wasn't the right time. So as you know, we need to be ready in our hearts. So what keeps me there is... You know, designs on the trestle board, meeting new people, those connections, just checking out all kinds of new lodges, all their furnishings and all kinds of stuff. And it's just so much to do and look at. And if you dedicate your yourself to being involved, then you got plenty to go on. So excellent. Excellent. Corey, what about you? Kind of had that. Uh, I was interested in Freemasonry and. So I started searching out the local lodge in my town and reached out, eventually uh, got brought in, and I was one of the day of lights in 2017, and that was the beginning of my journey, and I was in a room of 100 guys that came through in Eau Claire on November 4th of 2017, and what the energy of just being around that many Masons was pretty intense and kind of kept that spark going, and uh, as my journey progressed to uh, keep meeting wonderful men locally and across the state and i guess that's what's kind of sparked my travels the more i, I get to meet brothers like adam and uh, matt has kept me moving and, and looking to go visit other places and that's kind of how i'm here today awesome awesome well that's great it's interesting that you bring up traveling because that's part of the reason i decided that I would like to have the two of you on today's episode was because you both traveled significant distance, two to three hours each respectively to come down to this event here at Hayes. And, you know, we are traveling men we've always been told, you know, that we're traveling men and you should get out and travel and visit other lodges and do all that. And Corey, I know I've seen you, 
at least three times down in Milwaukee in the last six months. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, uh, I uh, came down for a district meeting. I've been down here for the Rusty Nail. The Rusty Nail, you know, yeah. Rusty Nail degree that you put on, that was fantastic. Thank you. And I uh, got to know Jim McGuigan, and he's been part of putting on some of these events down here from the Crawfish Boil to Shed Lodge and some cool events that I just want to come be part of and hang out brothers that I don't always get to see. Sweet. So, and Adam, I, I know from fo- watching you on Facebook, you guys from Watoma have been traveling all over the place in the last month and a half here. So I know, how many lodges have you hit now? I think it's seven. Wow. I believe it's seven. And it's, it's not the end. No. Uh, our lodge is dark in January and February. So I wanted to like hit it real hard. We have to pause a moment on the 26th for a fellow craft degree. We've got to do our due diligence for our inner apprentice and it moving up to the to the next degree but you know we're hitting her hard and even i'm gonna go to uh, arizona lodge number two when i'm down in arizona the first week of march when i'm on vacation with my family they're gonna do a movie night and i'm gonna visit lodge i already talked to victor olson the worshipful master and mike matthews their secretary and really great brothers I love going out and the secret of Freemasonry is in the hearts of all of you guys. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I like that a lot. I think both of you know, I've, I haven't traveled as extensively across the state. However, I've done a lot of traveling here in D12. I've pretty much visited every lodge in D12 and a few in 11. Actually, not pretty much. I have visited every lodge in <laughs> District 12. But yeah, so why do you guys and whoever wants to field it first can why is traveling so important? What what do you get out of traveling? What do you find? Why do you push it so much? Why do you think we should be out and traveling more? Well, I think an important thing you mentioned is uh, filling a seat in a lodge. I mean, what way to bring energy and life to a lodge? You, know, you might come to a lodge, it might only have five or six guys and you're that added, added energy to that, to that lodge for that evening. And when you notice more guys that travel and you come in a lodge like that, it really kind of sparks energy in the guys who are normally there with the five or six, eight guys. And then you get to meet them and, and get to learn their culture that of that lodge. I find that's important. Yeah, I agree. Uh, culture is a huge thing. And just the little intricities of the way they run their lodge and their meetings, you know, it's all the same stuff that we're all doing, but just the little idiosyncrasies of how they operate and you know, they may put the you know, the square compasses in a certain specific spot on their, you know, VSL right. or out in the, on the altar or whatever, just all the tiny little things that you pick up on that, you know, we may not do, you know, one worshipful master stands at the door and shakes everybody's hand before you walk into the lodge room prior to the meeting. You know, that that's something cool. And I probably will work on doing that in my lodge because I think that's fantastic. And I love looking at all the decor and the furnishings and stuff. There's so much neat old, you know, antique furniture and and lodge buildings that just just blows me away. And every time I go, I find one person or more that has some really neat story to tell about Freemasonry, about their journey. And it's just amazing. I, when I was in Fond du Lac, I met a brother there. He was in Italy and he found 
like all kinds of Templar stuff in this castle he was staying in. Oh, wow. And and this cave they told him to go look at carvings and stuff. So really neat stuff. He put together a presentation. I'm going to have him do an educational piece at my lodge he had offered. So that's awesome. Yeah, neat that's, neat stuff. That's awesome. And I think that's that's critical, you know, to masonry is hearing those stories, getting those experiences. And like you said, bringing energy to a lodge, that's huge. Visitors can really, you know, you were there for the rusty nail, you know, I was smiling the whole time as more and more people kept piling in, you know, I loved having that lodge room that full. That was, that was great. And I think that's, that's vastly important to remind it serves as a reminder that your brothers are always there for you too, right? You got guys coming from other places just to come visit. For sure. For yeah. sure. You know, we're, our, each lodge is not, I mean, it's kind of like an island, but we have boats. We can go to the other islands, you know, <laughs> and, and see what's going on there. And every master and the brethren are always so thankful when, you know, some smiling faces come walking in the door you know, I usually do my due diligence and try to get a hold of somebody and let them know we're coming. But there's a couple that, you know, haven't responded and we just show up, you know, <laughs> right? and they're right. like, oh, wow, you know. I think that's an important note that you just brought up for our listeners that potentially haven't traveled as much as that. It is kind of the courteous thing to do to at least reach out, even if you don't hear back. So you can be like, well, I told you guys I was coming, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, so you're, yeah. you're not just blindsiding them, especially if they do a meal or something. Right. For sure. You know, and you mentioned about when you come to a lodge, like the rusty nail, when you go to visit, you pick up on different things that other brothers are doing ideas, uh, the rusty nail, how often do we get to see that degree done? You know, that was definitely something neat that brother Matt had put together and something I'd like to see up in our district be done at some point. So it's like, Hey, I'm going to come down and see how it's done here. The cipher has a version, but you know, we all have a way of doing it. So from that to just uh, events like what we're here today with the crawfish boil, that that gives ideas that bring back to your home lodge to maybe spark something similar. So, yeah. Yep. I, I feel like that free flow of ideas is, is vastly important and can very much be benefited by traveling and going out and seeing other lodges and being like, Hey, all right, what are they doing? What do they do? Right. What do they do wrong? Cause that's also an important lesson to learn. Right. What do we want to do better? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, like let's not do it that way. But I think that's, that's, that's the key to the key to traveling, right. Is just getting to know people. Hey, hey, it's, been a blessing for me to be able to have traveled as much as I have and be able to pretty much walk into any Masonic event and know at least three people there. Right. But that doesn't happen if you're, if you never go anywhere and you stay on your Island. Right. Right. You gotta take that boat out. Yeah. I'm I, the, I like that analogy. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of the guy that, you know, if I don't know anybody, it's not a big deal. I'll right. know, I'll, I'll know you when I'm gone, when I leave. So, <laughs> right. No, I, I hear you there too. I think we probably all kind of have that, that mentality, especially those of us that really put ourselves out there to travel is For sure. I want to go meet new people. Yeah. And I, you know, I pull my brethren in, Hey, I call them, Hey, you know, Al and Kevin and let's go. We're going to go, you know, you're free that night. They may not have reached out to me before that. Cause you know, I send out emails and it's on OLP uh, visits and all that. But it just, I haven't seen you out visiting. Let's do it, you know. And we went and I got a bunch of guys together. We had 
I think we had nine or something like that when we captured the District 6 gavel from Manawa Lodge, which was neat, too. We went there, and they had, it was an entered apprentice school of instruction that night. So we brought our entered apprentice, which was fantastic. He had such an awesome time and learned some new stuff that, you know, that he was not quite secure on. So, Well, and there's there's something. You bring up something interesting in that, the idea of grabbing your entered apprentices and your fellow crafts and even your brand new master masons and traveling to other lodges to see degrees put on so that they can they can see it somewhere else. I mean, they may not they may not have seen it from the sideline yet. So to be able to go somewhere else with them and get them that experience, especially seeing the way another lodge does it and meet brothers from another lodge right away is, is huge. It travel early and travel often, right? And that, I think that also shows and sparks that it's, it's good to travel and you're welcome when you do leave your lodge to go somewhere else. It gives that encouragement to them. I think especially earlier in their career of Freemasonry is, Hey, I, I'm going to go visit here. I'm going to go visit there. It gives them that, uh, not just to sit stagnant in one spot. Yeah. Before I even was, uh, so I was raised 11, 13 of 17. And before I was even installed as a junior steward, the guys grabbed me and said, hey, we're going to visit, you know, I can't remember even what lodge it was now. It was a big blur, <laughs> but we went and visited right away. You know, they got me involved right away and, you know, it's been been that way ever since so just keep going and doing it and even cross jurisdictional and everything that's it's even even better because you go, we're you know free and accepted masons you go to you know somebody that's ancient free and accepted masons they do stuff a little bit different and it's pretty neat stuff so right right yeah i haven't made it down to illinois yet that's on my list i want to get down there and visit a couple of those lodges want to go do some stuff with prince hall that that would be fun yeah but would you say, would you guys say Wisconsin has a travel bug right now? I, I, I feel like, I feel like there's a lot of people traveling in Wisconsin. I know it is happening in district 12. I know it's happening by you guys. I just feel like there's this new, new wave of people going, let's do this. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I don't know if it's any bigger, but I think we are noticing it more maybe. Yeah. It's increased since the whole COVID thing and, now we're, I think we're back to where we were, you know, before. And of course I'm hammering the two or two dark months real hard, which we haven't done before on previous masters, but you know, I got a real core group of travelers with me and we're just hitting her hard and doing as much as we can before we open in March. So I, I agree. I have even noticed up in district three by me, we have a smaller lodge and they've started to get more active. They've traveled over to Wassa and catch the gavel thing you're seeing across the state happening. I think that's encouraging, kind of given that challenge and that, re that remembrance to that thought of, well, let's go do some of these events that we can do with the masonry. So yeah, I, I'm seeing that as well. I think, I think Adam, this, you mentioned it like twice now, and I really like this whole, you know, a lot of lodges, there's still some lodges that go dark, but a lot of lodges don't anymore. But I like the productivity you're getting out of your dark months. The fact that you're keeping people engaged, you're keeping them moving. They're not just like, oh yeah, I'm going to go back to lodge in a couple months and, you know, not really thinking about Freemasonry in the meantime. You're, you're keeping it in the forefront of your, of their minds. You're keeping them moving. You're, you've got them engaged 
even while the lodge isn't meeting. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And a lot of times on our travels, we're, you know, going over parts for degrees and stuff and well, not real commonly, but we've had that conversation, but you know, I can talk to somebody for, you know, I went, when I went to Ohio last year for Midwest conference on Masonic education, I went with right worshipful Jason, Jer- Jason Laramie and just 12 hour ride there, 12 hour ride back. There was never a silent moment, you know, right. There's talking masonry and life and, you know, it's, it's just amazing stuff. So no, that's, that's awesome. And now the question that I was just going to bring up just went, <laughs> it's like sitting in the East. My mind just went blank. I don't oh. remember what I was going to say. In the middle of the <laughs> obligation. right? <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'll, I'll add something here. I was yeah. talking about the travel aspect from traveling. Some of the other things I've gained was like, getting to know Jim McGuigan and other brothers like that. And I've been part of putting degrees on from snow lodge to uh, some bigger, master mason events and i wouldn't have been able to do it without knowing brothers from other lodges outside of my district from traveling and uh, we did one over in owen i think with six or seven other lodges come participate to put on a master mason degree and they came from all over the state from over towards green bay over towards eau claire and it, it was it was amazing to fill a room and that was due to having that knowledge every time i meet a brother i throw his name phone number in my and my contact list. And it's like, so when you're trying to do an event and you're like, well, you might, people are getting busy and like, I don't have all the guys in my district that I can lean on because they're busy. I start le- reaching out to all these other friends and brothers that I have, and you can put on a great event. So that's where traveling is. I found benefited me greatly. Yeah, no, that's huge. And it was actually perfect. Cause you brought me back to what I was going to bring up. <laughs> so I also listened to that other Masonic podcast out of Southern Indiana. That's legitimately their name. I'm not just not naming them. They're called (laughs) That Other Masonic Podcast. Those guys are awesome. And they always talk about traveling to work. They don't put on, like, they don't fill all their own parts at their lodge. If somebody travels to their lodge to watch a degree, they usually put them to work down there. And so Todd, one of the hosts, was always talking about how he he was always told and he always tells his guys, if you want to do degree work, you have to travel to do it. So these guys would learn parts and then go to other lodges and bump like that lodges person out of their chair to do that part. Like interesting because it became this culture of, if you want to work, you got to travel to do it. And I thought that was just super fascinating. Cause I'm always like, unless I'm hard, hard pressed, it's going to be my own lodges team doing the degree for our, for our candidate or brother not i'm not going to sub in all these other people but they do it the exact opposite way is you're specifically going and visiting a lodge so you can do work i was like that's fun well like what Corey said you know i've conferred degrees outside of our lodge and filled parts you know they hey you know can you do this can Uh, you do that yeah, yeah sure sure thing Actually, the first time ever that I got to sit on the sidelines for an entire degree was last summer for the EAA degree in Oshkosh. Yep, hasn't happened for me yet. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I've always, you know, if I went to a degree or something, you know, like that, hey, we need you for this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I just, I, I thought it, you know, and I've, I've done the same. I've gone other places and filled in for chairs and stuff like that. I just thought it was fascinating that 
rather than it being because somebody needed help. That's just the way they do it. Like you're going to go to another yeah. lodge and do a part, not because they need you to do it, but because that's how you do your work. And I'm like, that's, that's a fascinating, like cultural difference. And one of those fun things you get to find out about traveling and infusing that lodge with, with, with their bringing, you know, right. that change, but it's the same that that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting. It speaks a lot to the power of traveling, especially for somebody to put the commitment in, to learn a part, to go do it somewhere else <laughs> Yeah, and have that confidence to go, no, I can do this part for you, you know? So, I mean, how do you organize like practices? That's my thing. Like, so do you guys go practice at your own lodge to then go work other places? Like that's, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, the work's the same, you know? Right. So. Right. But it's, uh, yeah, super cool. I like traveling. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was ultimately going with that. So you guys have both listened before, you know, we don't really script much, so. We just kind of go <laughs> candid and follow whatever rabbit hole we can. Yeah. Corey, you're the only one that can answer this question okay. this week. Okay. <laughs> so on every episode where there's been a past master in the room, I have asked for their one piece of advice to a future master or current sitting worshipful master. Well, I, I think the advice I would give is make the brothers feel valued. And that's calling your list your list of brothers, call each one of them. And that doesn't mean just once during your sitting, call them often. They may not answer it, leave a message, text them, email, kind of just be that, be that energy and keep showing that these brothers are valued, they're wanted. And it's a lot of work. I, I, I can tell you when I sat in the East, that constant calling, calling brothers, making sure, see what, how they're doing, if they need anything and keep inviting them to lodge. Sometimes maybe be a little bit of a nag out there. Hey, why are you coming to lodge and checking in on them? And, and then don't just stop there. Reach out to the brothers outside of the, your lodge and invite them in. And maybe you got to throw it a, a little meal to sweeten the pot a little bit. But, uh, that's my advice, you know, call the brothers. And I found that to be a fact. That's great advice. Actually, I started doing that. Our lodge roster is pretty large. So I actually grabbed two other guys last year and. We broke up the list. I, it was like 200 phone calls. So we broke up the list. So I started doing that last year already. And then I, I sent a letter out this fall introducing myself to everybody. And now if, I feel like communication is very important, especially like we're trying to do the traveling lodge now, which means we're constantly talking about where we're going to go visit. So I've started sending out a weekly update email to all the members of the lodge. I like that. So every Monday, there's an email in their inbox, letting them know what we have going on. Because sometimes stuff happens in between stated, right? And we have access now with the technology we have that makes communication very simple of what's going on on the fly. So I feel like we need to take advantage of it more. I feel like sometimes masonry embraces parts of technology, but then doesn't embrace their full potential, you know? So hopefully none of my lodge members are irritated about an email once a week. <laughs> I like it. Use that's I said, use the OLP, use your text yep. message, use that email, make the phone calls. Definitely OLP, you know, some people like it, some people don't, but use every tool you got. And it, maybe this one doesn't work. This one does. So between the four of them, you hopefully reach out to everybody. So, right. Right. Yeah, that, exactly. And, and I'm doing the same thing. So yeah, every, for every visit, 
you know, I do the announce on OLP and then I compose a, a letter, email letter and send that out to the brethren too. So nice. Yeah. I, I do like that you can send announcements of events through OLP, but I found like, even with myself, I'm like, oh, it's from OLP <laughs> and I'll just, I'll, I'll put my phone down or I'll forget to look at it for, you know, a couple of days or whatever. Cause I'm just like, oh, it's my rundown of events. I know what's going on. So I felt like having that like separate segment of communication, maybe people open it up, you know? Yeah. You want to hammer it home, right? Right. Yep. Hit them, you know, hit it from as many different directions as you can to try to get the the message across and, you know, hopefully get brothers re-engaged because we always talk about membership from a perspective of getting new members in, but we never really talk about how to keep the members we have now or how to get them to come back to lodge. Yeah. Yep. You know, bringing them back in, like Corey said, you got to keep engaging them. So, you know, I call everybody on their birthdays or text them. If they don't answer birthdays, their Sonic anniversaries, you know, all the holidays. So, and I do that on my own. I should probably do what you do and just split it up between the principal officers, right. but you know, and a lot of them brothers that, you know, some even live out of state and they're just so happy to hear from you. And, you know, I talked for two hours with one guy from Arizona and yeah, it was, yeah. It was a good time. So you get them on the phone. Sometimes you get trapped there for a while, but yeah. it's worth it. It's worth it at the end of the day. I mean, we've been doing, we've also been doing sending out birthday cards to all of our members, which has been met. Yeah. Yeah. Well received. And just a quick addition, I know this is about traveling, but this is also traveling. Yesterday we went and visited brother, who I'll leave nameless, struggling with Alzheimer's, extremely struggling, pretty incoherent. But we went mainly for his wife, group of four of us, went up and visited and let her know that, you know, we're there for him and, and her. Do that. Travel and see your sick brethren. Yep. I think that's a that's a very good point as well. Huh. Should we wrap this up and go eat some mud bugs? Oh, yeah, let's, let's have it. some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since I hear the Jobies next door, rather than uh, having them talk over me doing events, we're just going to forego events for this episode. We plugged pretty far out on the last episode, if you have any questions on what's going on in Wisconsin. Thank you, Adam, very much. Thank you, Corey. Thanks for having me. Yep. Both agreeing to get here a little bit early for this event so that could get you on the podcast so let's go have some fun yeah all right sound good <laughs>